generation of letter writing. Today we have two great guests with us to improvise a chain of letters between two characters. But first, a bit of chatting about letter writing. So while starting to do this podcast, I wanted to explore where letter writing would be elsewhere in the world. And a friend recommended to me um, a letter writing RPG called Dear Elizabeth, which was a letter writing based on um, two Jane Austen characters um, writing letters to each other. And it was an RPG for two people where you would sit doing a role-playing game together in two rooms in the same house, but never actually communicating anything other than letters passed through the door. One of the things that I found really interesting about this was what the events that could happen. You had to randomly select an event to write about each um, season. And the events that could happen in a Jane Austen letter were a meeting, a guest, some kind of courtship, a birth, a scandal, death, quarrel, or proposal. And I thought it was really interesting to see those things were the things that could end up in a Jane Austen letter. And I was wondering in future books, or like if you look, if you tried to break down every author, it'd be quite interesting to sort of think of what people would write about in their letters going forth in the future. Anyway, that's about Dear uh, epistolary RPG. And now I get to wait, welcome my guests for today, which are Rhiannon and Lakshmi. Hello. Hi. So Lakshmi, can you tell us a bit about yourself, where you're um, based and um, what, um, where you normally do your improvisation? Uh, I'm Lakshmi and I'm from Bangalore, India, the southern part of Indian subcontinent. I improvise with uh, the Adamant Eves, uh, also based out of Bangalore, and I do some playback theater with uh, City Lamps. So these are my two home teams. And then uh, the good thing is nowadays with the digital space, there's a lot of community, which means I end up doing a lot of improv with a lot of wonderful humans and learning together. So it's a, it's a good time to be a privileged human <laughs> with an internet connection. Great. Yes, thank you. Um, and Rhiannon, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, um, so I am currently in London and I've been living in London for a few years now. Five or six years, maybe? Um, God, that's a long time. And I improvise currently with the old Bill and with They Don't Know the Half of It and with Eggplant Improv with Stephen Davidson and teach online and I'm directing the love circle and I'm doing a show at the hideout wonderful show yeah thank you um yeah I think like Lakshmi I've really kind of taken advantage of the fact that there's so much online stuff and I'm doing more I'm doing quite a lot of stuff with the hideout theater which you know would have been impossible yeah. Uh, nine months ago without making quite a large large life change so yeah. you haven't yeah. moved to Austin to um, work with the Hideout Theatre um, no not Austin's a cool city <laughs> yeah yeah and now that Trump's gone I think maybe I maybe I would be more inclined to go to America <laughs> yes for anyone who's listening to the podcast some point in the future um the American election happened last week um oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, if you're listening in the future, that's why um, that is currently topical, and we're all slightly happier than we were five days ago. Um, okay, um, so this show is obviously about letter writing. Rhiannon, are you much of a letter writer? Have you sent or received letters much in your life? Um, I mean, recently I've been more of a letter writer, I would say, because of lockdown. Um, when I was little, I wrote quite a lot of letters. I, th I was quite a, 
uh, I, I really liked reading and I liked old books, you know, I, I, I got into like grown up reading quite quick, um, you know, like uh, Jane Austen and stuff. So I quite liked the romanticism of writing letters. And I had a couple of pen pals who I'd like met on holidays, who I kept in touch with via letters. But also um, my family in Ireland, like we would send Christmas letters and Easter letters and things. Um, and mum and dad, mum and dad were very strict on manners. So we'd always send thank you, like thank you cards and thank you letters for like Christmas presents and birthday presents and everything, um, which I hated doing as a child because it'd be like, why do I have to send Auntie Angela a letter? Um, but now I'm glad that mum and dad made us do that. Um, yeah, and in lockdown, I have actually, I've been sending quite a lot more I, letters, you know, up until the, the early part of March this year, I don't think I'd sent a real letter for about God knows how long. Um, but just, I think, there's something nice about sending something physical to people when you can't, when you can't be together. Um, so I've got more in the habit of sending letters and this Christmas for the first time ever as an adult, I'm making a list and sending out Christmas cards, which I've never done before. Cause I was always like, Oh, what's the point? I see all the people that I want to see. And now I'm like, I don't see any of the people I want to see. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing it more now. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's true. It's like, if you can't physically be with someone, the next best thing is to physically give something to someone, I suppose. And in some way there's still something tangible there. Lakshmi, how about you? Are you have you written letters much in your life or received letters? So my, um, Technically, no. I haven't written as much as I would like. I, I wish I, my answer to this was a more sounding yes, but it's not. However, um, the thing was, I also wrote a lot to my grandparents because my father was in defense, which meant we moved around a lot. So I had a set of new friends every four years and I would keep uh, in touch with all of them in the first few months of moving to a new place. But then that always somehow fizzled out. Um, I did try to keep a journal and then, you know, the whole dear diary bit for a while when puberty hit, basically talking about crushes and if they looked at me, I looked at them, which is tough. Um, but my favorite memory around letters is, uh, so my father was in clerk grade and he had an officer um, that he worked for in, the, in Air Force. And uh, he was a younger man, the officer, and he had just gotten married. And while they were shifting, they had left some of packet boxes in our house. And I am horrible. I learned about privacy later in life. I'm very, I don't uh, violate anybody's privacy anymore. <laughs> back then, I did open those boxes. I don't know what I was thinking I'd find. And I found love letters between this officer of my friend and his then fiance. Now I guess they got married. He was married. So I don't know if it's the same woman, but this, and then there was such mushy, cheesy. And, and the thing is, we never watched too many love, love romantic movies, love-based movies. Uh, and a lot of my reading was very Harry Potter limited. So, um, I think a lot of my formative ideas about how you correspond with the loved one comes from that single pack of, I think, 20 to 25 letters from both of them, more from him than her. 
and i think it's still like is a big part of how i imagine the correspondence goes even though the pop culture has of course consumption has changed now but that was like a bite into a forbidden fruit very in a very timely time in my life so that's my biggest memory of letters that is an amazing story <laughs> like the idea of i think that's the dream is to move into a house and find, like to find some letters from like the past and to explore like someone's yeah, yeah. I, I, i'd always love to go up to an attic and be like what are these dusty things they'd be like i know yeah, yeah, veronica <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. so but so cute have you guys left anything like have you been on the other side like have you left things so that somebody else could find it like i, I i've lost loads of notebooks in my life i'm terrible with <laughs> remembering where things are i definitely have yeah. i have written in more notebooks than i currently have and i don't remember putting them in the recycling yeah i definitely lost notebooks and actually i was back at my i was back at my parents place at the beginning of lockdown um when i came back from italy and i found in the like under the bed drawer loads of my teenage diaries and i was like these have to go immediately um because i was like my little sister is 10 years younger than me and she's still at home and i was like neve cannot see any of this it's going in the recycling um because <laughs> i was just like nope i don't need to give her any ideas let's get rid of all of this um but lakshmi i'm totally the opposite if i found some people's love love letters now i would absolutely read them 100 just a warning to everyone if you're moving into a house with me look at your stuff hi do you love letters i do love letters yeah let's get on with um that in you guys is improvisation lakshmi you are writing dear diary letters to a diary and rianan you are the diary writing back oh that's so cool i'm so happy and this is super that's harry amazing. potter <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i'm so. not going to be bothered don't worry <laughs> oh, thank you so that's it so yeah lakshmi you are the diary rianan you are the diary writing back from him he's the only one who wears a watch in the whole of tuition you know and it's so thrilling it it's so absolutely thrilling to see the gold plated rolex watch on his thin wiry arm it's it's really exciting and it's it feels like that's the only thing that's making me want to go back to tuition but also distracting from me from the ranks that appa wants me to get appa my father doesn't understand he doesn't he doesn't understand it this grade is not as easy as it used to be i don't want to study as much as i studied in the last year i want to i want to ask keep asking time that's what i want to do i want to keep asking time from him 
your diary do you think do you think he'll happen to be in the same theater division as me actually don't answer that especially if it's in the negative anyway i love you thanks for always listening to me yours smita dear smita oh i'm so excited oh i'm so thrilled for you i'm so glad that you are noticing this thin wiry boy you didn't tell me what his name was though i need to know his name so that i can picture him fully okay so tell me his name now you said he's thin and wiry is he is he tall as well is he handsome i mean what color eyes does he have what color hair does he have what kind of clothes does he wear oh and tell me what kind of shoes he wears you know shoes shoes tell you a lot about a man okay just just so you know now the gold rolex is definitely a good sign i think a it shows that you know he's got a bit of cash but b it shows that he's not afraid to show that he's got cash which shows confidence and we love a man with confidence now i understand what you mean about him distracting you from work and maybe maybe making school that little bit harder and making it harder for you to concentrate but ultimately i mean you're a smart girl you're so smart i don't think you need to worry you you work too hard sometimes i would say smita and i don't think you need to concentrate that much in class you can look things up later when you get home that's what homework is for right and look i know your father wants you to do well but he also wants you to be happy right or at least he should do that parents should want their children to be happy first and foremost so i don't know i mean do you think this boy likes you back i think it sounds like it because it sounds like he's wearing his rolex to be like ooh look at me i'm wearing a rolex i think you should ask him for the time because that's a very non-committal way of flirting you know start off with asking him the time see where it goes from there just be confident you know make sure you put a little arm like hand to his arm touch his arm so he knows that you're flirting maybe play with your hair a little bit and laugh at the things he says okay men men like to think that they're funny so just you know make sure you laugh at him even if you know he's actually not that funny just go along with it cuz yeah it's a whole thing um i think he might be in the same theater division as you Sometimes sometimes teachers actually notice when when people have crushes on each other and then put them together because I mean teachers get bored teaching the same thing every year. I think ask him for the time and maybe maybe give your teacher a little nudge about putting you in the same theater division. I'm so excited for you Smita. I think this is going to be really fun. Loads of love. your diary dear diary 
ah, this feels, this feels so stupid. <laughs> I can't believe I used to do this in the most non-ironical manner a couple of years ago. Okay, but I'm going to go through with it. Dear diary, I'm Smita. You remember me from my school time? Ah, uh, I had a, I had a strange day. A day I had to make decisions. Ashwin. Oh, I remember, I remember the first time I wrote down his name on your pages. It was after you had asked me, after, after you had chided me to let me write the name, write his name down. After I had gushed about him, about the crush that I have on him. So much so that I'd forgotten to write his name down, Ashwin. I was so foolish. I knew nothing. <laughs> oh, I was so incredibly naive. So he's, um, he's choosing to go to IIT Kolkata. He's moving away. He got into a really great branch. I'm moving to, uh, I'm moving to Delhi to a very wonderful journalism school. It's not what Appa wanted. It's not what my father wanted, of course. He wanted me to be a doctor. <laughs> Look at me talking to you like I'm catching up with an old friend. Anyway, choosing to go to go away and not to do journalism at a second-rate journalism college in Kolkata just to be around Ashwin. That was not an easy decision. And, and I don't have too many friends left. I just have been so interested in this boy for so long. I, and I really needed to talk to someone today. And anyway, now that I've gotten into this, thank you for listening. I have cleaned you up, by the way. You gave me some sneezes with all the dust. But again, yours, Smita. Smita, I'm so glad you're back. I was so bored just sitting here under your bed for all these years. I'm so glad to hear that you're still with Ashwin. And yeah, great name. I mean, I said it at the time, but Ashwin is, is just a great name. I mean, it is a little sad that you're going to have to go to different cities. I don't think that was, well, I don't think that was what I was hoping would happen when I told you to ask him the time all those years ago. But the fact that you've stayed together for so long means a lot. And I'm really happy for you. And I'm so, 
so happy that you got into journalism school and you get to go to Delhi. That's so cool. I mean, that's a huge city and, you know, it's a brand new place. You'll have loads of new experiences. I think this is such a great adventure for you. And Ashwin is going to have a great time in Calcutta, you know? I mean, I understand, you know, it's sad being so far away from each other, but the course of true love never did run smooth, right? And I can't see why you can't make it work over a distance, you know? You're both super, super smart and you are very good at writing. So, you know, you could write him letters or I mean, you could just phone him or, or send him a WhatsApp. Um, but you can, you can stay in touch and you'll be, you know, university terms are really short. You'll be coming home more than you're at university anyway. So you can see each other when you're home visiting your parents and, you know, you can pop and see each other on the weekends and things. I think it's worth trying to make it work. If you've made it through, if you've made it through this far, I don't think you should give up on him now. I understand what you mean about your father not being so impressed with you going to journalism school. But I'm glad to hear that you're standing up for yourself. You're always pretty stubborn and I really respected that about you. So I'm glad that you're still that stubborn girl that I knew a while ago. Um, I'm a little worried though. You know, you saying you don't have many friends left. You were always very popular at school. What, what happened? Maybe you should reach out to some of your old friends. You know, sometimes people are just a little bit awkward about how to reach out to people that they haven't spoken to in a long time. But I bet your friends would appreciate it if you, if you reached out to them. And yeah, <laughs> thanks for cleaning me up. Um, all that dust was making me a bit depressed. I felt a bit abandoned. But I'm glad you're back. All my love, your diary. Dear diary, this is 355th entry as per uh, the command of my therapist. Uh, I need to not stop at least a daily habit. And you, my dear one, are the one who all these years ago told me that I'm a stubborn one. And this is a point in time that I really need my stubbornness to shine through, to pull me through this strange times that I've fallen into. Uh, I've been dispatched to Manipur. Secret secret story um, which could which could get my article printed on the first page of the magazine Times of Sitapur, the, the magazine I'm working for right now. And it's they're going to fly me there. Ashwin wishes me luck. You've always you've been always a big part of our life, you know that. 
right? Your encouragement has meant everything to me. I just wanted to touch base because because I'm a little scared, frankly. I'm a little scared about about um, coming of this wonderful opportunity at the same time that I'm working through some stuff with Ashwin, you know, with, with the incident uh, about his, uh, about his, his liking for alcohol a little more than, I mean, we all love alcohol, but he, yeah, so, I'm just worried being away. Uh, they're saying it, it's going to take a month about, but they're saying that's not a short, 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 short thing of being away. Um, so I wouldn't know what it would mean to be away from Ashwin for that long, if he'd be okay. Uh, I'm his accountability partner for, for watching how much he drinks in a week. And also I feel like I have the luxury of having you with me as I fly there and I don't, I don't plan to break my, my streak of writing these entries, um, especially since I picked it up a year ago, almost. Thank you. I don't think I would have made it till here in such a sane manner if it wasn't for you. And you are, you are one of the biggest treasures that I have. And I'll keep you safe no matter what the dangerous story is in Manipur. You and I are going to be safe and we are going to write some stellar, stellar article. You know, uh, you know my colleague was asking me the other day who my best friend was and I didn't want to freak them out, but I was in one of those moods. I said, it's my diary. Yeah, they didn't really continue on that conversation, but... Well, here we are. Yours, Smita. Dear Smita. Uh, wow. Uh, I'm so excited. I, I can't believe we get to go to Manipur. That's... I'm a little scared too, if I'm honest. Just because, you know, it's a secret story and secret to me sounds like dangerous, maybe? I don't know. But I trust you and I know that you'll keep me safe and you'll keep yourself safe. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine. As for... The Ashwin thing. I don't really know how to say this. I'm just going to say it. I love Ashwin. Obviously, I love Ashwin. Not as much as you, but close. And I'm really glad that you two have each other and that you've stuck with each other through everything. But you mentioned the incident, um, the car crash. 
And ultimately, that was his fault, you know? He chose to get drunk and get behind the wheel of a car. And I know that you're his accountability partner, but you are not his babysitter or his mother. And it's not your job to make him better. You know, you're not a doctor or a miracle worker, uh, much as your dad might have liked you to be a doctor. So you should support Ashwin. Absolutely, you should support him. But I don't think you should be making all of your life decisions around this man who can't look after himself. I think you should go. I think we we should go to Manipur because you can't afford, you're being offered the front page of the Sitapur Times. You, you have a career to think about and a legacy to think about and you're so, so clever. And I don't think you should give up this opportunity for a man particularly not a man who's giving you so little in the last year or two, you know? Ultimately, he is a large part of the reason that you are in therapy. And as much as I'm glad that your therapist has asked you to write to me every day, I wish that that wasn't the reason that you were writing to me every day. I wish you were writing to me every day because you wanted to, not not because you needed to get stuff off your chest about your alcoholic husband. I'm sorry if that sounds judgmental. But I just don't want you to have any doubts or be having second thoughts about what you're doing with your life because you feel guilty or like you have to look after Ashwin. He's a big boy. He can take care of himself. And if he can't, then he needs to find the help that he needs. And he needs to stop relying on you because you're not his parent. You're supposed to be partners. Now, I get that you're scared and maybe Ashwin's a little bit of an excuse to, to hang back or hesitate about, about going to Manipur. But I think you and I need to jump in both feet first into this brilliant opportunity. And, you know, when you come back in a month or in a little longer than that, hopefully Ashwin will have taken the steps that he needs to take to get the help that he needs. I hope that doesn't come across as too preachy. Lots of love from your best friend, your diary. Dear Diary, I don't have much time because I am going to hit the after party soon, but I just wanted to check base with you soon before I head back to the after party. Did I say after party already? Um, so, Mr. Chatterjee was there, Miss Bama was there, Mr. Perumal Murgan was there, and they all looked at me as though my article on the kinship relationships in the town that we were living in for the last year in Manipur was a new revelation in the field of kinship studies. 
yes, all of them. At one point, at one point, uh, this person, this really kind person who was serving us some butter rotis, um, <laughs> Mr. Perimal Murugan asked him to serve me two more of those. It was like, it was, it was like I was not just adored, but it was as though I was being respected. And I just have so much gratitude for you. Those were some difficult times. We thought we were going to be there for one month or were we told two months? And I think without you, I wouldn't have had the courage to stay there, finish writing this piece, or, or break off with Ashwin. I'm making some discoveries and I, I really don't need to run, but I really need to read you this little lines that <laughs> Mr. Murugan wrote for me. To the day of her birth, how it happens in some desolate hut outside village boundaries where mothers go to squeeze out life, watch body slither out from body, trudge home to lie down for them again. He penned that in the napkin. I didn't even ask. Okay, I think they're calling me again. I just, I wish I could carry you with me, but I have to run now. Thank you so much for being for the whole ride and not just parts of it. Love you. Be right back. It's probably going to be part one of today's entry. But I'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you for being you. Yours, Smita. Dear Smita, I'm so proud of you. I don't think I say that enough. I'm really proud of you. I can't believe how much work you've put in and how brilliant your article was. Uh, it's just, I mean, I always knew you were a great writer, but to see it coming to fruition in such a brilliant way has been an honor. I've, I'm, I'm just so happy for you. And I'm so glad that you're out having fun. Do you remember when you sent me that letter? God, years ago, when you were talking about what you and Ashwin were going to do about being at different universities, and you were worried about not making friends. And now, all of these famous people, Mr. Chatterjee and, and Miss Baba and Mr. Murganta, all of these incredible writers, these, you know, colossuses of modern journalism, are your friends. And not just that, they adore you. It sounds like they think you're the best thing since sliced bread. You know, they're getting servers to give you extra roti. They're writing incredible lines to you on little napkins. They love you. I mean, not as much as me, but they love you. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for sticking it out as well. I know that at the end of the first month, when they said they were going to need to extend it because, you know, you're, you were digging up so much new stuff to do with kinship and they wanted to give you the time to flesh it out properly. I know that you faltered a little then and you were worried about Ashwin and you were thinking about going home to him. 
And I know that breaking up with him was a hard decision, but it was a hard decision because it was the right decision. And I know you still worry about him sometimes, but he's not, he's not yours to worry about. You don't owe him anything just because you shared that part of your life together. And I think you've really done the right thing for yourself in this instance. And sometimes you do need to be a tiny bit selfish. Also, I really think that breaking up with him was kind of the slap in the face that he needed to get him to get his act together. <laughs> maybe, maybe what Ashwin needs is a diary. Maybe you should send him a diary and suggest that he starts writing one. Then the diary can be his accountability partner instead of you. I'm really glad that you're having fun at your party. Just don't come back too drunk, okay? And don't spill anything on me. Have a really fantastic time. And I look forward to hearing part two of the party adventures. Lots of love. Your diary. letter smitter did send a diary to ashwin and it did help him sort his life out and so um that was that yay so <laughs> ah. i'm so glad that you decided to have schmitter grow up a little bit in the set in the next letter and the next letter like it was, it was there was just so much so much happened between each letter it's really really juicy and nice well, I mean, there's a part of me that kind of wanted to go until um, uh, Smitter wrote a letter on a, like, a deathbed. I kind of wanted to like, <laughs> kind of, I was like, I kind of wanted the whole life here. I don't want it to stop. Like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, maybe, maybe there's a, a part two episode that we record later in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like a cliffhanger, though. I quite yes. like that we left it on a, like, her going back to the party. Yeah. Maybe she was going to meet somebody at the party or like go off and write more things you know oh. I think that's fun too yeah great thank you very much um where can people find you doing things um online at the moment Rhiannon. um so they don't know the half of it and eggplant improv and the old bill improv all have facebook pages i think um but the love circle is we've now we've come up with the team name hot singles in your area so if you search for hot singles in your area you will find us uh because you know we're very good at marketing um and you can find me <laughs> at, at rhiannon jenkins fantastic um i mean also you'll find me if you search for hot singles in your area so uh look me up <laughs> okay i like me and your company um, so the Adamant Eves and City Lambs Playback Theatre Company, both of them have Instagram and Facebook presence. Uh, you can also find me on Tinder and Hinge um, if you're looking <laughs> in India. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? This is an opportunity. Um, thank you very much for doing the show. This has been um, Pen Pals Improv. Um, keep writing letters. 
Thank you for listening to Pen Pals Improv, the improvised celebration of letter writing. Your host today was Owen Scrivens. Your guest improvisers were Lakshmi Priya and Rhiannon Jenkins. The music was written and performed by Matthew Nicholson. If you have enjoyed listening to this, please consider subscribing and liking on your podcast networks, as well as telling your friends about the podcast, maybe in a letter. And don't forget, keep writing letters to people.